I'm Angie. I'm Ellie. And this, this is, is We Advocate Steamy Books, a podcast about reading romance and romancing readers. Um, this week, I advocate playing Graveyard Keeper on the Nintendo Switch. What do you advocate, Ellie? What? What is Graveyard Keeper? I do not play video games. Okay. I don't, unless my partner is playing them, I don't know about them. It is a, this is not sponsored, by the way. Yeah, we're not sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is a game that you are a medieval graveyard keeper, and you were, like, transported from the modern world to take care of this medieval graveyard, and you, like, use the church to get money, and, like, you do all these different tasks and stuff, and it's just, like, a really fun game. It's very similar to Stardew Valley, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I advocate this week. Okay, yeah. okay. I advocate decorating your house with children's books. Mm-hmm. That is, it is brought me a lot of joy. Yes, it is very cute in, in her house. Yes, yeah, so my husband and I, we cannot really, we couldn't decide how we wanted to decorate for the holiday season, for mm-hmm. Halloween, because um, he is very particular yeah. and wants to have a certain <laughs> vibe, and I'm very much... Not that way. Mm. I actually don't really put much thought into it, but mm. I just like, I do want to put thought into this. And then we both kind of talked about it, and now we are decorating. Well, I had a niece recently. Ooh. She's very cute, and I ended up getting her a book for Halloween. But I really like the book. It's very, very cute. So I ended up making it like a centerpiece, like in our home. And then mm-hmm. I was like, we need more. So I ended up buying yeah. more children's books. Yeah. And one of my dear friends at work shout out i'm not gonna say her name though because (laughs) she actually got me she knew that i was decorating the children's books and she surprised me yesterday with three halloween children's books so it was a very very good day so sweet very good day so this week's book is punk 57 and i i made ellie read this book because I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. I love. When I see TikToks about people not liking books, mm-hmm. I do want to read that book. Yes. Because I want to see if yes. I don't like it or not. Yeah. And, like, I want to read more stuff by Penelope Douglas. Um, I know I don't really want to read Credence. Um, just trauma. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah. So, I unfortunately don't advocate Punk 57. But we kind of have, like, a little... I'm definitely harder on it than Ellie is. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't advocate not communicating. I don't advocate this level of angst. It just, like, really stresses me out when I'm reading. Because I'm Mm -hmm. like, just tell the truth. Like, tell the truth and talk to each other and, like, grow up. I don't know. Like, it's just, it was very frustrating for me to read because I had seen so many posts about it. And just heard a lot of good things about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me try it out. So, unfortunately, I cannot advocate this book. I think there are parts of it that are good. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you were saying how, like, oh, yeah, definitely advocate, like, pen pals. It's so fun. Yes, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, and I think, like, for me, I will say, out the gate, I I do advocate this book. Yeah. Um, I gave it three stars. Yeah, I think I gave it one or two. You gave it two. I gave it two. Okay. I'm not cool. We're not a one star. I feel we're like... We're really not. No, I'm not a one star. I am a writer myself, and we really respect the craft of writing, so mm-hmm. I, I would never really give anything below mm-hmm. two stars unless it was outwardly very 
bad mm-hmm. to human society. Yeah, if it was like or racist just like very or poorly or yeah. written or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I gave this a three because I think it did what it wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing that I don't advocate in this book is bullying in any sense. It was yeah. very much a bully romance. I mm-hmm. feel like in the beginning, which it's just not my thing. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, I, have, I think you can do enemies to lovers without bullying. Absolutely. Like, and it just, and also, I think they were both 18, so it was yeah. okay. But then also thinking of these extreme sexual situations, like, mm-hmm. in high school, is really weird to me as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but I think they're both 18, so yeah. that's okay. But. Also, sorry if you can hear the mower. Yeah, <laughs> Someone's sorry. mowing outside. Someone's mowing. So. <laughs> Someone's mowing. Yeah. And also, my dryer's going, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, we can start with the cover. I mean, very bright. I think it's okay. Um. Again, I it am... It, didn't, it doesn't do much for yeah. me. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks kind of like a kid picks thing. Did you ever use kid picks when you were little? I didn't. It's like this thing at school, at elementary school we had where you would go on. It was like Microsoft Art, uh-huh. basically, or whatever. Yeah. But it was just called kid picks, and you hmm. would go and do different things on it. But, um... No, I just... I don't see how it really relates too much to the story. Like, maybe if it was in spray paint, maybe. I mean, and I think it's supposed to be spray paint-esque. Yeah. But... And then I'm also, like, vibe. I think the if the font was more, like, graffiti, sickening. Yeah. But I think it should have just been called Punk, personally. Punk. I don't think it should have been called Punk 57. I don't really understand how the 57, like, relates to it. Yeah. Was it 57 letters or something? I don't remember. I don't even remember. Anyway. But, yeah. okay. So, we do get a play a lot. A play a lot. <laughs> We do a play la la la. <laughs> we do get a playlist right off the bat of yeah. songs that um, kind of made me giggle because I feel like they were supposed to be edgy, but they are definitely mainstream. Oh, super Punk mainstream. songs. Yes. But again, and it's like Pink, Eminem, All yeah. American Rejects. And I was like, yeah. Is, are they supposed to be edgy? Yeah. You know what I, I want to see? I want to see some real underground, yeah. underground real bands. Real underground stuff yeah but i do appreciate a good playlist i love making playlists. yes so i do too i, I do, do too. appreciate that and i'll probably listen to this playlist um i'm sure someone's made it on spotify probably. um also i feel like everything like publishing wise was tilted in the book and yes. i feel like is this yeah. also supposed to be edgy i got used to it after a while but when i yeah. first started reading i was like is this a, is this edgy edgy yeah did i just get like a bad copy yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so chapter one we got a songwriter, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. whose muse is this anonymous girl named Ryan with an E. That's very important. Yes, with an E that he has been writing to for years. And the songwriter's name is Misha. Mm-hmm. And he plays bass. He hates people. We advocate playing bass. And he hates his dad. Yeah. And has a very... I thought from the start a very irresponsible sister mm-hmm. who I guessed from the beginning page. Spoiler alert. I'm like, she dead. Yes. She did dead. Yes. I was like, if she doesn't die in the first chapter, she's going to die midway through. I was yep. like, she's dead. But she also drives a Mini Coupe, which I'm really jealous of. I, that's really <laughs> cute. I love yeah. a good Mini Coupe. And Misha, who very much is mentally unwell. Yeah. For a lot of the book. Yeah. We see very much he hate no one he doesn't hate anyone more than he hates himself. That's true. In yeah. this book. Um and he's a part of a band that is raising money for a tour with this scavenger hunt at this like Which a, sounds sick. Oh, that sounds like such a fun yeah. night for sure. Yeah. Of crazy pictures and like one girl is doing a coyote ugly on the bar and this yeah. like spraying water on herself and she yells out, Ryan She's there, ladies and gentlemen. 
This girl oh, he's been pining is. over is there. Mm-hmm. And he finally looks up to see the girl he loves. And this is the part where I'm kind of, it takes me a while to get on Misha's side. And mm-hmm. I'm definitely not on his side in this. Mm-hmm. He hates that she's not how he pictured her. Yeah. And he's angry at her for that. He's like, how yeah. dare you be this hot girl? Which, I mean, hot is relative. Yeah. And not this, like, nerdy, cute, whatever he wanted her to be. I don't understand that, though. As, like, a nerdy person. As an, uh, also yeah. a nerdy person. I I don't know. Like, we're hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But he don't like it. He don't like it. Yeah. And for the scavenger hunt... He does approach them, but he doesn't mm-hmm. want her to know who he is because yeah. he's a crazy person. And they share a marshmallow lady in the tramp style. Mm-hmm. And Misha gets basically groans into her mouth because he gets so turned on. I'm like, Misha, mm-hmm. calm down. Yes. Calm I down. I was so confused at the beginning part of the story. I don't know why I like couldn't track it. I also thought that Ryan was the boy and Misha was the girl. Oh, and I so see. so I was like, wait, what is, what? Oh, that's so- cool though that you had come into it. Yeah. Viewing Misha as a girl. Yeah. That would have honestly been, like, like, a very interesting story if the girl was the rocker, stoner, yeah. and she came in thinking this boy was going to be her dreams, and he's, like, the head of the football team. Oh, that would have been hot. Yeah. That would have been such a good book. That's Wattpad. What... <laughs> Wattpad, where are you at? Yeah, gender bend it. Um, but, yeah, I just... I thought it, Misha was the girl, because I'm like, oh, I play bass, so I'm like, okay, of course, like, the bass player's the yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Um... But he calls her Angel, which I kind of like, but I do see how unhealthy the relationship is Mm -hmm. on his side anyway, Mm -hmm. because he is like relying on her to be his everything. Yeah. Which, whew. He was so disappointed then. You can't rely on that. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But end of chapter, sister tries to call him, but he's so distracted with Ryan that he doesn't call her back. Yeah. And I was right. Yep. She did. Yeah. She did. She had a heart attack on the side of yeah. the road because she was abusing drugs. Yeah. Um, to be perfect. Like performance enhancing drugs, it yeah. says. So in chapter two, it's three months later, and Ryan has heard nothing from her dear pen pal, Misha. Mm-hmm. And she hates her friends and is actually very lonely. Um, yeah, but they go, her and her friends go to this abandoned amusement park, and we are introduced mm-hmm. to Trey despicable human being um who chases her into this underground room and where someone is clearly living yes and she finds this poem one thing that was so surprising to me in this book the weirdest things made people turned on like she reads a poem and she like gets wet reading it and i'm like it's just like a poem but yeah it's okay she's like words are powerful yes but like i just feel like she's like like, she like picks up the poem and her like thighs clench she's like oh god yeah yeah but so she keeps the poem But she does think someone is still down there, so she steals the poem. Um, So in chapter three, um, there is someone leaving anonymous messages at her school. And Mm -hmm. I wrote this down before I read. I automatically thought it was her. Yeah. I did not think it was anyone else. I was like, Mm -hmm. and she was so fucking obvious about it. If I was her friends, I'd be like, it's her. Yeah. Um, She also has asthma. And for some reason, asthma is super super not cool and hides her inhaler. We do not advocate hiding your illnesses like that. Why would you do that? No. Also, I feel like asthma is so commonly used to make like, a, a, a perfect person not perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like she's it's not perfect. asthma. Yeah, Jesus. Like, she's not perfect. She can't fucking breathe. Yeah. So punch her in the face. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, one of the most unrealistic things to me is that she keeps fucking clothes in her locker. My yeah. locker in high school. She had a Tiny. lamp. In, she had a lamp in there. I she had a lamp in there. She has a lamp in there. Oh my. She like pulls out like a caddy yeah. out of it. Yeah. There's like a butler. I didn't have enough stuff in my high school locker for like enough room for my school stuff in my locker. Oh, yeah. No. There's no way in hell. And then she I, also talks about having Louis Batons in there. I'm like, where the hell did you get Louis Batons as yeah, a high schooler? You're in high school. Like, like listen. I, Gosh. our lockers were so small, I had to carry around my books, and then they made it my sophomore year so that we weren't allowed to have backpacks anymore. So I'm like, how am I going to carry around my books? Yeah. So I literally just carry a giant stack of books around, because I didn't <laughs> want to go to my locker, and they didn't all fit. Yeah, so, public yeah. school system, yo, public Ugh. school. But, so she goes to art, and also... There is no teacher in this school that gives a shit. No. About and no. and she just the art teacher just lets students come in the room that's not supposed to be in there. Yeah. Like so okay. Trey is there. To be fair, my art teacher, I never took any of his classes because he kind of freaked me out. But <laughs> my art teacher would let anybody in the room too. I think too art it kind of makes sense because art is a safe place. I feel like our yeah. teacher would, in, in certain yeah. circumstances, mm-hmm. but Trey definitely should not have been in this. And also the teacher should have been paying attention to this asshole. Oh, absolutely. Going around, but. Also, like, teachers, man, just a round of applause for you guys. Cause yes, teachers. Your job sucks. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, I could never. No. Yeah. It's not, I think it's about it and I get anxious because yeah. I'm like, high schoolers are so hard. Yeah, so hats like, off to you, but also, hats like. off. At least pay attention. Like <laughs> Yeah, at least pay attention a little bit. And I'm sure there are people out there that are and they're oh, great yeah, teachers. Absolutely. But I also know that there are some out there that aren't. Yeah. Okay. But that's we're not talking to them. But <laughs> so we do get a really sad scene of Trey making fun of this emo kid, calling him gay. Um but there's this new kid in school, new kid in town, something like that. <laughs> it's Misha. But Ryan must have face blindness because she doesn't recognize this guy yeah. from the girl. Like, what the like she i have a thing where i'm like i'm very good it was with face. a month ago i'm very good with faces yes so same. if I, when i clock him i'd be like that's the guy from the club and yeah. i would see him the moment he walked in yeah like i, I see could, people once a year at like the yeah. fair or something and i'm like oh my god you're at the fair last year yes exactly <laughs> i she had must have face blindness because what the fell yeah what the what the fell what, what the, the fell <laughs> so he saves the emo kid by dragging him to his table like, he literally, like, picks up his chair and, like, drags this kid over, him to sit by. But sadly, yeah. this is not where that love story begins. I was like, ooh, they're gonna fall in love. And yeah. They don't. Sadly, that's not it. Yeah. So, in the cafeteria, Ryan sees a new kid again, and he's got tattoos on his arm, and Ryan's ovaries go oh, into hyperdrive. Yeah. But honestly, me too. If there's, like, a good set, and he has word tattoos, you don't learn that till later, but I'm like, yeah. that's hot. Yeah. I like me some tattoos. Little peak, little peak, a little show. I do love tattoos. I'm not a big fan of word tattoos, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's just personal preference. Yeah. And the new kid's name is Mason, spelled also with an E. And I actually have this question for you. What would your name be spelled like if you lived in this book? Because (laughs) it's, like, so outrageous the way she spells names. I feel like mine would be simple. I think mine would be a simple change. Mine would just be E-L-L-Y. That's how she would spell Ellie. But yours, what would Mine you, would be... <laughs> you would yours be... It's outrageous. Oh, God. My, like, actual name or, like, my nickname that I go by? Whichever one you want to do. 
I feel like it would be A N G double E and G. Yeah, like A H N N G. On G. On G. So, and it's so obvious in this scene that she's doing the vandal vandalism, but everyone's like, "It's him!" And I'm like, "And it's so obvious she's doing yeah. it because she's just like, we don't know if it's a guy." And I'm like. Shut up. Like, we know it's you. And so she approaches him, and he pulls her onto his lap right in the cafeteria. Yeah. And then he licks her neck and says she tastes like shit. See, this is my problem with this story. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Like, if she doesn't recognize him, and someone were to pull, if I don't recognize someone, and they pull me onto their lap, lick me and say you taste like shit. I, don't, I think I would start to throttle them. Like, I would be like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, so she you might can't say that to me. By this point, she might have recognized him. I'm not sure if I wrote that down. I'm not sure. But she definitely doesn't recognize him in the art room. But I think maybe by now. But anyway, he tastes her and says she looks like, licks, she looks like shit. She tastes like shit. I would be so, Whoa. like, that is so not okay. Yeah. I don't think that's hot at all either. No, ew. like I think when you know someone, if they pull you onto their lap and they lick your neck, and then they're I'd like, be like, "Oh, Ooh. I'm gonna like devour you here," I'd be like, "Oh God!" Yeah. But if it's like I don't know them, they pull me onto their lap, they lick in me in such a public place. Yeah, in such a public place. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I don't advocate. I was. Someone I, they taste like. <laughs> not gonna lie, I was not a fan of this encounter yeah. for sure, but. Yeah. So after practice, um, Ryan sees that her, she's a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. She sees that her locker was broken into. And when she gets home, Mason is just there and he's grabbed her diary. And she was very chill about this stranger being in her house. I would have screamed. Oh. I would have ran out of that house or attacked him. I don't know. I would have been like, sick him. Like, I I don't have a dog. (laughs) Sick him. Yeah. Yeah, oh my, my gosh. My cat, just like. <laughs> That's insane. Um, but he wants his poem and lock it back. And he almost like, he like throws her down the bed and like tries to cut off her hair. Do you remember that? Yes, this book is <laughs> crazy. crazy. And he's like, you better give me my poem and lock it, ba- lock it back. But she has the poem and Ten's got the locket. Yeah. And Ten is her friend, um, which it's not ever explicitly said, but he is gay. He is a gay man. And you cannot tell me otherwise. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so he's like, bring it tomorrow or I'll post your diary all over the walls. And she's like, no. You know. I don't feel it. like my diaries, they post them on the walls and they'd be like, oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, <they're> like, <laughs> this girl needs help. <laughs> or like the most mundane things like in my diary. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. today I had three bowls of soup because I love soup so much. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what's like, going on? Like, yeah. Woo. So, just his actions are so unwarranted. Yeah. And you don't know yet why he's thinking this way. Because I'm just, Misha, you're fucking crazy. Like, yes. I'm like, I'm sorry your sister died. Like, I really yeah. am. But, like, you taking it all out on this girl because she wasn't who you thought she was, mm-hmm. g- go to therapy. Honestly. Get some help. Um, yeah. so it doesn't ne- make you very punk rock, but, like, you're still punk rock if you go to therapy. Yeah, I live by you that. are so punk rock if you go to therapy, yeah. for sure. So, the next day in English class, I hated this scene. She basically calls out the teacher who just desperately wants her to try as a pervert. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't do that. I'm sorry. That was, I did not like that. I was like, yeah. Ryan, I do not like you in this moment. Yeah. Um, and then Mason makes fun of her for liking Twilight, which I'm like... 
yeah, I mean, like, I'm a twihard, so <laughs> I was okay with him making fun of her, but I also am like, I get it. I get it. I yeah. loved Twilight as well. And we get a flashback of Ryan in fourth grade being teased, mm-hmm. and that really, really affected her, but me... I was like, get over it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, like, I definitely understand. Like, it is so hard being teased. But, like, you don't like any of your friends. Ryan mm-hmm. clearly hates her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't like, like, she only has a couple months left. I don't understand why she wants to hold on to this fake persona she has going on so deeply. Yeah. When I just don't understand her motivations behind that. I don't and either. I guess it's just, like fearing loneliness can do a lot of stuff but i just didn't really believe it yeah i mean i also live my life it's better to be lonely than with people you hate absolutely but i will say though it took me a while to realize that i mean maybe i was like ryan in high school i wasn't like sure as hell and wasn't a bully like she was (laughs) yeah but like maybe in some instances i very much probably hung out or just tried to get the attention of people that I, really, I didn't. I really I thought didn't. didn't care about me, but... I just never cared. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. We advocate not caring. <laughs> we advocate... We advocate caring not caring what other people think yeah, about you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So she finds... She gets the locket from Ten and meets Mason, but he won't give her the book back. So I feel like, in a way, in this at this point, I was like, this has to be a ploy to get her to remember him. Is that what he's going for? We just don't know. So in chapter five, we finally see Misha trying to write Ryan a letter. And we see a very mentally unwell boy yeah. that needs help. Yeah. Like he wants to hurt her, but he also misses her and he can't really figure out how to deal with those two things. And I was like, therapy. Yeah. Therapy. Lots I don't think I've it. ever wanted to hurt somebody. Not like the way he Not does. Like, n- yeah. Not the way he does. Sure, I have, like, toxic, like, red flags where I'm like, I want you to, like, yeah. look at me and suffer. Like... As we all do. Like, yeah. I think we all have red flags in certain things. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like my red flag in relationship would be, like, I want to be there everything. Like, I don't want them yeah. to care about anything else. Yeah. And that's so, so bad. That's so unhealthy. <laughs> um, and I know that is. I know it is. <laughs> so, he and his cousin go to the school for some reason. I don't really remember. And Misha is at the school... Oh, and so we learned that, okay, yeah, sorry, let me backtrack a little bit. Misha is at the school because of Annie. We don't know why yet, Mm -hmm. and he steals letters and a photo album from the principal's office, and at Mm -hmm. this part, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because I wasn't really sure, and it's not really plain exactly what's happening, but we learned that he is not there for Ryan. He's there for another reason. He's Mm -hmm. there for Annie specifically, but he does see Ryan teaching kids to swim. And he does think it's very cute. And it is a very cute scene. Yeah. And he gives her the notebook back and then is like, let me walk you to your car. And she understandably says no. Because this guy has told her that she tastes like shit. Yeah. And broke into her house. Stole her things. She did steal his, but. Yeah. And so she didn't know it was his. She thought it was like. Don't steal people's property. No, no. And understandably, she says no and calls him shit for brains. Because we're in second grade. Yeah. And he throws her in the pool, which I thought was kind of cute. Oh, I love a good throwing in the pool or, like, pushing in the pool. Yeah. Like, I had that one dream about it, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, like. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah. So. It just, for my brain, this, this book felt very back and forth, like, hot and cold. Yeah. And I'm just not that type of person. I'm very, like, steady and, like, 
you know, things happen. And like, sometimes I'm like, okay, like, you know, it it builds instead of being like up, down, up. Like it's definitely like, yes, build it for me builds. So what I did actually in this instance, this is around the time I started looking at it as of like, okay, I not, I'm not going to keep reading this in like my 25 year old brain. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to read this as if 14 year old Ellie was reading this. And I got a lot more enjoyment out of it. Once I decided that I was like, because if I was 14, 15, 16, and I picked up Punk 57, I would have loved it. I would have loved it so mm-hmm. much. So I started reading it yeah. through that lens, and I think that's how I enjoyed it. Um, I started enjoying it a lot more. Um, yeah, so that's really what I yeah. have to say about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and then chapter six, at school, someone says that they saw Lila in the locker room with someone who wasn't her boyfriend. And we do know that Misha saw them, saw mm-hmm. Lila and Trey. Trey mm-hmm. is the one that's kind of going after. Yeah. His name's Trey. He's got a basketball game tomorrow. He's a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I thought of this. Yeah. Like, oh my. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so people think it's Punk who did it. But mm-hmm. we know that it's not. Yeah, we don't. I actually did think it was Misha who did mm-hmm. this vandalism. Um, mm-hmm but we learn later. We learn later who it is. But Ryan is like, oh man, more people are doing it. But I don't understand why she doesn't think Trey is cheating. I don't know. I think that's so surprising to me that she's like, Trey wouldn't do it behind my back. But I'm like, well, you're not really together. And Trey's a fucking piece of shit. So yeah. he's yeah. the real shit for brains. <laughs> so in his letters, Misha calls Ryan. Oh, I will say Misha does call Ryan his favorite place. And that is very cute. Mm-hmm. But... We see that he takes that and it becomes a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, like, if she's his favorite pra- place, why does he treat her so, like, Yeah, like, if she's... Craziness. Yeah, it's so terrible. I'm like, yeah, she wasn't who you expected, but let's not, like, shit all over her and... Yeah, it's very much that, like... and... Yeah. It's insane. I, I feel like this is a very common occurrence for AFAB individuals. You get to a certain age and your parents tell you that boys are mean to you because they like you. This gives off that energy of, like, the boy's mean to her because he likes her. Yeah. And that is... We don't advocate that We do not advocate that. Like, I love a good, playful teasing. Oh, me too. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) However, if a boy's mean to you, he's kind of a bad person. If a boy licks you and says you taste like shit... That's not... That's not someone you want to be around. No. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Anyways. Yeah. So they are put into groups for this project in English that is never brought up again. Yeah. So, so Ryan is with Trey and JD. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just your facial expressions on that one. <laughs> and Misha is with Lila. And Lila's like, yay, I'm going to sleep with him, which is cool. Lila, you do you, okay? Yeah. Just don't hurt anyone, but you do you. Yeah. So in the hallway, Trey kind of like roughs up Misha a bit. Um, and so in the library, Misha questions Ryan about the name Delilah that was in her diary. And then he's like, I'll fuck up your boyfriend the next time he tries to touch me, you know, very mm-hmm. basically, like, all that kind of shit. And he wrote shame on her finger, so she jumps on the back of his, like, back and writes asshole or something, like, skinny, skinny dick asshole <laughs> yeah. on the back of his neck. Um, I thought that was just so, like, well, if you wrote shame on my finger, I'm gonna write skinny dick asshole on your neck these yeah i can't connect with these characters and like i mean this in the best way possible and i'm not trying to be like i'm so much better but like 
this was definitely like probably a younger me's mindset, like tit for tat. But I'm not that type of person, really. Even yeah. when I was younger, I wasn't... Like, the worst tit-for-tat I ever did was, like, if someone put a smiley on my paper, I'd put a bit, little bit bigger smile on their paper. Like, oh, that's so cute! Yeah, so, like, I just... I'm just not the type of person. And I think that... I think this book definitely is going to resonate with a lot of people. It was, like, so popular. But, like, just for me personally, it's another instance in where I'm, like, I'm just not that type of person. Yeah. I don't know. I think just... You know, in elementary school, I definitely felt that loneliness that mm-hmm. Ryan talks about, but I, would, I wouldn't I would go to the extremes that she did to, like, yeah. bury it. Because it's like, if, you, if you're still going to feel it, why be a bully, you know? Yeah. And I think Ryan, in a lot of instances, is a bully. And mm-hmm. Misha is absolutely a bully to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But for sure, I yeah, that's one part where it's like, we are looking at it with older eyes and then mm-hmm. also knowing too what we've been through as well mm-hmm. it's like we definitely i feel like at that time in our lives also looked at the world a little differently yeah so but so misha goes home to his real home not the carnival place that he's living in <laughs> yeah and we do see how desperately he misses his sister mm-hmm. and he used one of ryan's cashmere scarves to wipe off the asshole on his neck and he felt mm-hmm. bad about it so he grabs one from he grabs one of his sisters and returns with school to re- returns to school to replace mm-hmm. ryan's scarf um but someone graffitied his graffitied his entire car mm-hmm. just in a slur mm-hmm. which i'm co- like i'm not comfortable saying on the podcast but yeah. <laughs> um yeah so he thinks it's trey Mm-hmm. which it is absolutely so yeah. he beats the shit out of him but he gets caught and ryan takes the blame for writing that stuff on mm-hmm. his car so they go to the car wash and i think she just like wants to like talk to him mm-hmm. basically and i felt bad and then she like he's like here's your scarf here's a scarf or whatever and she's like ew it still smells like your skank and it's like that's his sister but yeah <laughs> but i understand where she was coming from but like also just Calling someone someone skank is very intense. Yeah. So they get to the car wash, and Ryan starts a water faint, you know. And and I will be honest, ever since Sarah Dessen's Just to Listen, mm-hmm. I love a good car wash kiss. Mm-hmm. I love a good car wash kiss. And so they end up in the back of his car, and she, like, gums his lip piercing. They don't kiss. She just, yeah. like, rubs her lips over. She is obsessed with this lip piercing. She loves yeah. it. But they both into it, this gumming of, of the Yeah, of as the long as they're piercing. both into it. Like, we don't have to be into their private life. <laughs> <laughs> but Trey messes it up. He comes by and is like, where's my girl? And, you know, yeah. he's just like, oh, she's right under me and feels so good. And Trey doesn't believe him. So. I don't understand why Trey was there. I think he went to go check up on them. At the car wash. Yeah. I think he went to go see what they were doing. I don't know. Yeah. It was just weird to me. So. It seems like in this book, everybody's in everybody else's business. That's so true. And I'm like, I come from a small town. And it's not like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe, like, just my family. Like, we're, like, kind of, like, hermits. And we just, like, don't care. (laughs) But. We, I feel like. At my school, we definitely wouldn't have showed up somewhere like that, but we would have been talking about it, for sure. Oh, yeah. Talking about it, yes, but not like... Like, if I was at school with Misha and Ryan and they acted the way they did around each other, I'd be like... First off, I'd be like, they're fucking. But also, I'd be like, 
they're not good. It's not yeah. good. It's not a good relationship. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, like, astounded. But I'd also be, like, really cheering them. Like, a cheerle- I will say the trope of, like, the cheerleader and the bad boy, I do love that trope. I'm not yes. going to lie. But it could be done a little bit differently in this book. Mm-hmm. So in the next chapter, we get that Ryan has a wet dream about Mason, and she calls him Misha in this. Mm. So she has feelings kind of for both of them right now, and so Mm -hmm. she goes to Misha's address because she really wants to see him. Her heart, first and foremost, belongs to Misha. Yeah. And at this point, it is very cute. She doesn't even care what Misha looks like. She loves him. She does not care what he looks like. And, of course, he's not there because he's living at the carnival, and the dad doesn't want to say he's not living there, so the dad's just like, he's fine, and he's not here. Yeah. And so, the next day, they make out in a classroom. So, he's her dirty little secret. Yeah. Is that one of the songs on the playlist? Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep you. Yeah. Yeah. So, in Chapter 10, Misha's finally writing songs again, and he knows that his dad isn't doing very well, so... He goes to school to take a shower because mm-hmm. he ain't got no shower in that carnival amusement park yeah. underground. I I can't imagine the smell of being an underground abandoned amusement <laughs> park musk. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. Like, it's like that weirdly sweet earthy smell that like I kind of associate with the house that I grew up in because mm-hmm. it was built in like the 1800s and the basement was like sandstone. Yeah, yeah. It was wet yeah. always. Damn. And I Yes. And so Damn. I definitely associate that smell with like the rotting leaves. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's a choice. Like yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And so after the shower, he has to run from the security guards and he catches Punk in the act. And who is it? It's Ryan. Well, who would have guessed? It's Ryan. So they hide in the library and they have to be really, what I did think this was kind of hot. This was so hot. This was kind of hot. So they have to be super quiet, Mm -hmm. but he finger fucks her. That was hot. hot. Oh my gosh. I do love the trope of having to be quiet. Yes, I do too. It's so saucy. I do too. I also love the like adrenaline of like a chase. Oh my God, me too. So it's like, oh Oh my God, I would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been able to be quiet. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I even wrote here. I was like, they really be taking all my high school fantasies to heart because the car wash, definite one. Quiet in the library, absolutely one. So after she comes in yeah. this scene, after, <laughs> after she comes in this scene, she's definitely thinking about Misha because mm-hmm. she. We see the scene from his point of view, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I have to go. Like, I'm gonna." And then she's kind of mean to him and stuff. And so he's mean to her, basically saying, "Like, yeah. well, if I wanted to fuck you, I could. I could just find any puss anywhere, basically." Yeah. So in chapter eleven, she thinks that he slept with another girl, um, and he's letting her believe that. There's one girl going around saying that she slept with this guy, and he was an animal. And then at the drive-in, because everyone goes to the drive-in. What kind of podunk? <laughs> Hometown. Like, I, small town for me, the nearest drive-in's about, like, 20 minutes away. Yeah, yeah. That's how small. So, like, and even, yeah. like, that, there's not everyone goes with, I don't know. Yeah, but everyone in this school is at this drive-in. All the cool so kids. weird. Are at the drive-in. And she sneaks into his truck. They just love sneaking into property. Yeah. Like, let's do it. So she sneaks into the back of his truck, and he, she wants to leave a little note. But he catches her, of co- course, and mm-hmm. he taunts her, basically saying, like, you're you're uninteresting, like, she, you know, I hate you, yeah. you're ugly, you're stupid, yeah. basically like that. And she lets, like, one little tear fall 
out of her face. Mm-hmm. And he crumbles. He crumbles. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, you excite me. I want you. All this stuff. And yeah. they fuck in the back of the truck with everyone around. Yeah. I don't understand why he wouldn't tell her that from the beginning, though. Why he, like, why he like, was like, to her? Like, I understand, like, holding your feelings as your own and, like, not sharing them. But, like, why didn't he tell her, at least keep quiet about it, but he went the opposite way. He was mean to her yes. because of his feelings. And I don't understand. Like, I can't understand that type of mindset. Me neither. I can't really. So I think, yeah, we just have to, like, accept it. That that's yeah. what he did. Yeah. And be like, okay. So... Once again, at the drive-in, I, this was one of my fantasies. Now yeah. as an adult, it's not. I'm like, we, it's illegal. But, yeah. <laughs> but I will say, like, in the tinted truck, yes. you have to be quiet. Yeah. Very I hot. I definitely think if you're in the car and you do some, like, heavy petting. Like, That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, not in the bed of a truck, full-on, like, ass-blasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Don't do that. Yeah. So... We advocate a little bit of expo- exhibition Yeah, but like also kind of still private, so but people still private. Have to see it. Yeah, because we want you. Yeah, people consent. Yes, people need to be okay with what you're doing. Yes, but so they do. They do it in the truck, and he takes her home, and she tells him about Misha, and he's like, <gasps> and he knew he wasn't going to tell her, mm-hmm. but I thought he should. I mean, I knew he wasn't going to tell her in this moment. Like I'm like, there's no way. There's so much more of the book to go, but mm-hmm. I thought he should. Like, I'm like, you yeah. just fucked. You should probably tell her. We advocate her. telling the truth. Like, yeah. being upfront and honest. But instead, he just makes her say Misha's name while he kisses her. And if I was Ryan, I'd be so weirded out. He's like, what's that guy's name? And she's like, Misha. And he kisses her. And then he's like, say it again. I didn't hear you. And she's like, Misha. And he kisses her again. And I'm like, I would have been so weirded out if I'm I I'm like, was... okay, can you just stop kissing me? Open up your listening ears. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I probably wouldn't have put it together for sure. Yeah, no. I that like, he was Misha. Yeah. But I would have been like. Is he like a That's fucking like, weird. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Okay. So at school, Trey tells her to invite Mason to this party. Mm-hmm. And this is when I really question. I'm like, she only has a couple months left at this stupid school. Yeah. So why does she still care what everyone thinks? Like, just be with Mason. Like, who cares? Also, another thing, I feel like these events are happening, like, one after the other. Like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, it's so fast. And it's like, yeah, I would get so overwhelmed and stressed out. I would have panic attacks and, like, cry. Yeah, like, I need at least a week. I mean, with the love hypothesis, time passed. Mm -hmm. Like, they were, Mm -hmm. if you remember back to our first episode, you can listen to that. (laughs) Um... It showed, like, a week later, yes. two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of time passed. This is, like, within the same two months, honestly. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. I felt like the writing of it felt very much, like, day after day there was something new. Absolutely. And I'm like, I could not do that My autistic school. ass, I would be so stressed out. Inse- I would, like, yeah. I'd be like, I just, I just want to work on school. I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Like, in seventh grade, I got so stressed out. I got shingles. So, like, I couldn't <laughs> handle what the fuck was going on here. So, and we see in this scene, because she loves straddling him mm-hmm. in all circumstances, but absolutely in the lunchroom, and the principal is like, Mason, you, get that girl off you, like, basically. Instead of like, Ryan, get off of that person. Yeah, yeah like, because clearly, it's the one who looks bad, that's his fault, like, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, and Mason is so aggressive towards the principal, and that's when my mind clicked into place and I was like the letters the photo album he's so outwardly mean to her I was like that's his mom yep and I was like 
holy fuck. But I wasn't exactly sure yet. So chapter 13, they fuck in her bedroom, I think with a vibrator, which I'm always a fan of like toy scenes, Mm -hmm. but not one of my fantasies in my childhood bedroom with my family. No, not one of my fantasies. No, thank you. So next chapter, we Mason picks up Ryan from a cheerleader bake sale and they go break into Trey's house because he wants something from Trey. And that's when I was like, yeah, for sure. They, like, the principal is his mom. Mm-hmm. And Annie, really, really, Annie, his sister, really wanted to bring her mom back. Or at least have a connection with her mom yeah. in some way. Mm-hmm. So, she has something of Annie's that he wants. Yeah. I'm not sure. I do not. They do not find it in this house. Yeah. But they do find pictures that yeah. Trey has. <clears throat> trigger warning. Trigger warning. Um, we're going to talk about just, like, people being photographed. Without in sexual consent, encounters yeah. without consent and trey has several a lot of pictures mm-hmm. of girls that he has slept with which oh my god i feel like in high school if someone like trey came up to me i'd automatically think they're disgusting yeah. i would not find them attractive whatsoever yeah like nasty. i definitely think there were guys like trey in my high school i think there were guys like at my high school as well but like i never gave two shit i never paid attention to them why would yeah. i yeah I remember distinctly them, like, not liking me and talking about me oh. and, like, calling me, like, names or whatever. Never to my face, though, those pussies. But, like, in, in, in front of one of my friends, and she was like, you need to shut up or, like, something like that. And, like, we advocate standing up. up for your friends. Like, yeah. love you, girl. You know who you are. But, <laughs> um, but, yeah, just guys like that, like, act so, like, tough. Or whatever, and then they wouldn't even, like, tell me to my face. But anyways, Oh, yeah, yeah they they suck. Yeah. 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 Anyways. I, I did not have... So, I will say, in elementary school and throughout middle school, there was a boy at my high school that was a little bit mean to me. Mm-hmm. A little bit mean. I thoroughly believe that he was in love with me. Yeah. Um, I think he was. Yeah. But he didn't do anything about it. He did not do anything his about loss. it. His yeah. loss. But then this book also reminded me of this guy in college who was absolutely punk. Yeah. And it was one of the biggest missed opportunities of my life. Yes. But I did not know that we had, um, I'm very, I don't know why I didn't know this, but I didn't know that if people don't follow you on Instagram, they can still message you or if you're private or whatever. Uh-huh. And I had this um, theater performance at my college and... I didn't find out till like months later that this guy had messaged me on Instagram saying like how he loved my performance and how my voice gave him chills and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was like, (laughs) I missed out on one of the greatest things ever because we probably would have had an amazing love affair. I feel especially like this book doesn't do like there are different subcultures in punk which is a subculture based on a music genre mm-hmm. following the 1980s. And I just don't get the sense that this is true punk. I get sure. the sense this is like sure. more mall punk because punk to me is definitely like standing up for like minority groups and like down with the systems and like, yeah, just very anti um, conservatism. Yeah. And I don't get that vibe from this. I get children wanting to rebel. Yes. For not a good reason, though. Yes, this very much relies on the idea of punk and not really mm-hmm. what punk stands for. Yes. Because we stand with punks. Like We stand. We I advocate would, yes. punks. I definitely put myself in the alt category as yeah. far as like people go. But 
yeah, we stand with that. Anyways, that was just one thing that I'm like, I got kind of like upset about or yeah. like, not upset, just like uh, a misrepresentation of punk culture. But anyways, that's a big, big aside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it makes sense. But so they throw all of Trey's pictures in the mom and dad's room and they're like we're gonna let them figure it out or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm like that's smart trey needs yes. to yeah that's child pornography if it you is. share that with people that's child pornography and so he drops her off and she finally puts the notes that he left her and everything like that into a search engine online and mason's band comes up which is actually misha's band yep. which is who she's been writing mm-hmm. and she finally figures it out and she goes to his place in the amusement park and trashes it and he knows she knows she knows yeah he knows yeah and so he goes to her house and it's like i'm sorry i love you but she ain't having none of it she's like you lied to me which i can clearly you lied to each mm-hmm. yeah. they lied to each other yeah. but i mean like she didn't hide her identity at all and she didn't hide him she didn't hide misha from him that's, yeah, that's true. true that's true she lied about herself though like who she she is to other people she lied yep she lies about who she is to other people and she also lies to misha about who she is Mm -hmm. because she talks to how she hates this she wants to be this cheerleader but she is that cheerleader yeah and then chapter 16 happens and she goes to that party that trey's party that mason was supposed to go to misha was supposed to go to and i got really confused because there's a a scene where Ten is like, ooh, like, I want to taste you or whatever. And I was like, I thought you were gay. And I was, like, really confused about this scene. Yeah. And then it ends up being, like, a joke. But I totally took it as serious. And I was like, oh, my God, like, Ten has been in love with her. And it's really, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I just took it really weirdly. Maybe yeah. I wasn't reading it correctly. But then later on in the story, it was impl- it was changed and explained. Yeah. But we, in Chapter 17, we do get... um a really nice scene with Misha and his dad and Misha is playing in the band again. So we slowly see Misha kind of coming back to who mm-hmm. he was still yeah. very unhealthy and should probably go to therapy. But yeah. why do that when you have songs to sing and write? So yeah. he sees a video of Ryan at a party, letting a guy lick her thigh and he goes crazy. Mm-hmm. So he and a couple of his bandmates go to the house and Trey has a watch piece on that Misha wants. And so we learned that that's, he wants that watch piece. And so he says in his mind, well, she wouldn't give it to him. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So it is confirmed that she, like, gave something very important that should have gone to Misha, to Trey. And they get in a fight, and Misha gets arrested. And Ryan shows up at the police station, and this police station just, like, lets her, lets her just walk in. Let's I don't know how police in. stations work. Yeah. And there are these three older guys who bail out Misha, who I'm not sure. I don't know a lot of Penelope Douglas's like backlist or anything. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that these three older guys probably all have books of their own yeah. or at least some of them. Mm-hmm. Cause it really seemed like we should have knew who they were. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that they have books of their own. I don't really, yeah. I don't really Were those know. his bandmates though? Or were they not his bandmates? They were just like his cousins. No, and shit, they were right? like his cousins. Like, and one of them was like, they seemed hot. One of the, oh yeah, they were uh, hot. Yeah, they were those hot were guys. punks, baby. They, they were yeah. hot guys. Oh, I love a, a punk in a suit. Oh, like, good god. Yeah, like sign me up. If you have tattoos, please wear a suit. And you wear a suit. And please wear it near me. If you if you want that. <laughs> yeah. If you want that attention. Yes. And Ryan and Misha 
do it right outside the station, like in the parking lot. That's ballsy. That's so ballsy. ballsy. That is ballsy. And she's honestly like, this could be any dick I'm writing. And he's like, you know, it's mine or whatever. You know, she's yeah. trying to be like, I don't really care about you, which yeah. I mean, is kind of understandable because she's still really mad at him. Yeah. I also feel like maybe these are like kind of their kinks. Like, I don't know what kink it would be called to like be an asshole. <laughs> but like. Maybe degradation? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Because degradation is like you like dirty slut, like whatever. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. this feels very like. I'm gonna be mean, like punishment, like yeah, like but really not mean. because you did something wrong, but just because they hate you. Like, yeah, like it's really I don't know what mean. that I don't know what that kink would be, but they're just really mean to each other, and yeah. my sensibilities can't handle that yeah. in real life. But at chapter eighteen, she goes to school, and people are like very mean to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a very typical like high school movie sense like lila spills orange juice on her and misha and trey get another fight and this principal has no control over her school Mm -hmm. like she's like no 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 control yeah and so misha takes ryan back to his house and she finally tells him about delilah who i actually forgot about Yes. Did you remember? Same. I was like, Del- I was Delilah. Who the fuck's Delilah? Yeah, same. And I was like, oh yeah, she was that girl that he was talking about. This did really kind of make me a little sad. Mm-hmm. And she she was a girl that Ryan used to be friends with in elementary school until Ryan dropped her to be friends with the popular crowd, which that is really sad. I'm like, poor Delilah. Mm-hmm. Um, then Misha is like, everyone's bad. Or something. It's just like, this was a really weird turnaround for him because it literally went from him being like, you fucking suck and you lie and you're a bitch and you should feel bad about it to being like, everyone's bad sometimes. We just have to forgive ourselves. Yeah. And I'm like... It's giving very bipolar energy. I'm like, like excuse me? Like, you just like literally told her she tastes like shit. I cannot get over that. Yeah. <laughs> because you're so mad at her. And yeah. now in this instance when she's finally like, yeah, maybe I am a bad person. He's like, no, you're not. And I was like, you literally just told he's her like, she was. He's like, you don't get to be mean to yourself. The only person that can be mean to you is me. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely and he uh, he actually says the word words no one can do you like you and i'm like is this the message of the story is yeah. this why we're here yeah it was very is it, this why we're yeah. here is it was it, yeah what is it whenever you do like a 180 yeah something like that because it's not a 360 because that runs you right yeah i say that a lot too i'm like we did, I did 360. A complete 360 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I, like yeah, that's it's not a, what i meant to say yeah complete 180 yeah and it's not explicitly said, but I think they do anal in this chapter with no fucking lube. Yeah. At all. I'm like, that is so unrealistic. Painful, yeah. God, that's painful. Poor Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people are into, it's called painal. Like, Maybe, people are not into me, that. not this girl. <laughs> I don't think so. So, Ryan befriends Manny. Ten and JD. JD, we haven't really talked about, but he was Lila's boyfriend. And he was friends with Trey, but I liked Mm. JD a lot. I really liked him. And so Ryan finds out about Annie, and they talk about it. They have a really good talk about it. And so Ryan is like, why did you enroll in this school then? We're all still asking that question. Mm -hmm. And they go to prom together. Ten and Manny. Oh, I guess we really didn't explain. Manny is the emo kid that they were bullying in the beginning. 
and there is a really sad scene of her coming in to the bathroom and yes. he is best, he's been physically abused by yeah. Trey and he is bleeding and they do have a really nice moment it's like does it ever get better and it does get better mm-hmm. it does get better um it's really hard to see it at the at the time and I definitely felt really bad for Manny yeah. during this period but it seems like Tan, Ten and Manny may be kind of into each other at the prom which I think yeah. is cute but I'm also like Manny Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of yeah, this yeah. this town. Do not stay. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I forgot to say this. Before prom, Trey definitely harasses her. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to talk about trigger warning, sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, he basically says that he's going to rape her. Mm-hmm. It, like, he's going to follow her out to her car and rape her one night. Yeah. And that's so fucking scary. Yeah. Um, the police. Where are the police? Where are the police? This? And like, I understand. Like, tr- and Trey is the principal's stepson, and so that's how he's getting away with all this shit. And she should be fired. That's all. Yes. I'm also, with that child pornography, police. Yeah. With this saying, he's gonna. He has had child pornography. Mm-hmm. He says he's going to attack me. Like, police, call the police. He physically like, attacked one person. Yes. Like already multiple times he's physically attacked Misha, but he attacked Manny as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just the police need, like, this is like their fucking job. Like, yeah, it's frustrating. And they don't always, unfortunately, like in real life, they don't always, there's like not a lot they can do until literally something happens, which really sucks. And frustrating. But like, yeah, it's just call the police. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, call the police, please. Yeah. So, during prom, they go to the school, and they write down all of Trey's terrible comments all over the walls, just, Mm -hmm. and thank God they do. And he does end up getting in trouble for this later on in the story. They finally, the girls come forward, and it's like, hey, he did this, which Mm -hmm. is great. So, hopefully, he's going to be spending a lot of time in the court system. Yes, we advocate advocate telling your truth. Telling your truth. If you're ready. Yes. And so Misha finally confronts his mother, who is the principal. And this is actually a really sad scene because the mom basically says, like, I didn't think about you once. And I don't care. And I'm so much happier since I left. Which I'm like. God. No wonder Misha's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is a terrible mom. Yeah. Yeah. So, and at the end of the book, it's five years later. Misha and Ryan are married. Um, Ryan is pregnant. And he is a famous rocker that won't go out in public. Yeah. And that is Punk 57. So the steam scale for the Punk 57. <laughs> I'm going to let you go first because we already know yeah, that I, I am I'm not just... aboard the Punk 57 train. I, yeah. Go ahead, Ellie. Okay. So Ellie, who I am today, mm-hmm. I give it a 6.8. Okay. I found a lot of enjoyment in them, but okay. I'm also like, they're still in high school. Like, you know, yeah. I still didn't let myself really enjoy, enjoy it yeah. because I'm like, ooh, these are like high school settings. But if you ask 14 year old Ellie, <laughs> 12. Oh my God. She would have been going crazy for yeah. this book. And Yeah. She'd have been hiding it between her mattress and the bed. Like, I the- well, actually. 14-year-old Ellie, I think, would have read this book and then felt bad afterwards because I thought Sarah Dessen's Just Listen Kiss in the car wash yeah. was sexy back then. Yeah. 
I thought it was so hot. Mm-hmm. So 14-year-old Ellie, if she picked up this book, uh, yeah, I would have... Yeah, I'm a 14-year-old Ellie would have thought this was very, very good. I don't think she would have let herself read it, though. Yeah. But that's okay. But yeah. I'm so excited to hear your steam. Okay. So what is your steam scale? I, the overall steam scale, I'm going to wait for you to finish taking a drink because I don't want you to spit your coffee on me. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the overall steam scale for this book is... Is a 3.2. Oh, okay. Actually, that's higher than I thought you were going to give it. I, there were some, like the library scene. That's very hot. Even to me now. Like having to be quiet. Very hot. Mm-hmm. That scene was probably like a six. I just felt so, the sex scenes, I A, don't really remember because I don't remember this book. B, they were just unsatisfying because they were so angry feeling to me oh yeah that they didn't have that like full release of like okay now we can like let go and like sink into each other it was just all like i hate you type of thing to the point where i'm like then why are you having sex like i think that's really hot though i do i like the angry a i little like bit. I don't listen want, yeah. i'm not saying i don't like angry sex oh but, sure like, this just felt like they were so angry with each other that they shouldn't have been together sure and i think that's mm-hmm. overall like my problem with the book like if you hate a person that much or it seems like you hate a person that much then like if i was the other person i'd be like man that guy really fucking hates me like <laughs> yeah. and i wouldn't at all be interested anymore mm-hmm. so i think that for me is gonna give it i think the 3.2 sits well mm-hmm. in my soul okay as yeah. far as the steam scale for this book yeah it's higher than i thought it was gonna be so really what do you think i was gonna rate it i thought you were gonna rate it in the twos no avenger two point something i am a fan of the whole kind of enemies to lovers thing and just that anger like i am a fan of it but i just feel like this book wasn't hitting it for me and the because i do want it to be i don't know i just felt like it was so extreme Mm-hmm. And I think how you had said earlier, like younger you, younger me, this, I would have carried this around with me everywhere I went. Like I would have had this in my bag. I would have been like, yeah, oh my God. Like I am looking for a tattooed, um, what is he? A singer? What did he do? In He's the a bass player. Oh my God. I'm you a play bass base. player. <laughs> so I wouldn't have been looking for another bass player, but like if a tattooed man came to my school and, like, he seemed to hate me and I had read this book, I would have been like, oh, my God, we're going to fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. So younger me definitely would have given this. I Younger me hearing myself now saying that I don't like it is probably going to slap me. Yeah, like, she'd be like, you dumb bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, what are you thinking? Yeah. So that's my opinion of Punk 57 on the Steam scale. You know why, though? I also thought it was a little bit hotter. You know who what? I pictured? Um, Misha as who JD from Heather's. Oh my god! I pictured him as Misha. So ooh, I think that I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm gonna have to rate it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it made it a little bit. The experience changed it up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I try. I try to apply books to like my real life, and I'm like, I wouldn't have let this shit fly if someone grabbed mm-hmm. me, licked my neck, and said I tasted like <laughs> shit. Like. <laughs> I hope not. I would have been like, what the fuck? Oh, like, I would have let it fly. I would have went home and cried and then never went to school again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta work. I gotta work on that. <laughs> so what are your final, final thoughts? Um, 
I completely forgot the ending because I tried to zoom through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think my position still stands. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I get really disappointed when I buy a book and it's not like what I want it to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But like everyone's preferences aren't the same and I respect that. And like, I hope some people will find this and be like, oh, I do want to read that. Like that sounds right up my alley. So Yeah, like, absolutely. So I do advocate this book. I think it brought a lot of nostalgia for me, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um. And this was actually a thought I had, because Delilah and Manny were such big characters, I thought Manny was going to be Delilah transitioned. I did too. I was like, I thought oh. the same thing. You're right. Yes. I thought that. And I was like, oh, well, Manny is Delilah. Yeah. And Delilah is his dead name. Yeah. And, but then I feel like if that was meant to be, it would have probably, Penelope would have wrote about it. Mm-hmm. much more yeah. in the beginning of saying that but I thought the ending too was like a little too clean like it literally went from Ryan caring so much what everyone meant to being like I don't give a shit anymore I'm just gonna be myself I don't know it just felt a little like really clean like everything was wrapped up nothing had to be talked about yeah they were okay again you know yeah but I mean it's a romance so yeah it, it just was maybe a little too fast for me, I guess. Yeah. And I do, I do agree that it really does get better. Absolutely. Like high school, Absolutely high school fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't go back there. Never. For a million dollars. No. Not, yeah. You could not like drag not me back for more. a day. Yeah. Um, but if we do have any high school listeners out there, for sure. Yeah. Oh, please be over 18. Yeah, please like, be over 18 because this is an explicit, explicit yeah. podcast. But if you are in a time in your life where you feel like it is not going to get better. Yeah. We want we want to say that it does get better. It absolutely And does. also reach out to us. Yeah. If you, need, if you want someone to talk to that's not in your life, we are not therapists. We cannot be your therapists. Yeah. But... You know. it, we know it gets better. We yeah. know it's hard, but we also know it gets better. And it takes work. That's one thing I guess mm-hmm. I want to say. I think in this book, it kind of was like, oh, like they have like, both Ryan and Misha have been through dramatic things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Misha, the death of his sister, his mm-hmm. mom left. Um, yeah. And was not sorry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Was not sorry about it. And for Ryan dealing with that loneliness, as someone who deals with loneliness too, mm-hmm. like I totally understand that. But to make it get better, yeah. you have to work at it. It definitely, gotta work. as I always say, it explains the actions. It does not excuse them. Yeah. So, yeah. So we need to just kind of yeah. advocate the work. I advocate the work it takes yes. to get better. To I heal. advocate therapy. It changed <laughs> yeah. my life. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So that's kind of Punk 57. Yeah. I would say if you liked this book. And, and, or if you like the idea of this book, but you don't want, like, such explicit intimacy scenes, or if you kind of don't want, like, the bulliness of it, I would recommend Just Listen by Sarah Dessen. Because you mm-hmm. get that same, like, good girl, bad boy mm-hmm. dynamic. You get a good car wash scene. Yes. So adorable. You know what? We advocate Sarah Dessen. I oh, love I love Sarah Dessen! I advocate Sarah Dessen, for yeah. sure. Um. But yeah, and I guess the song I pick for this, um, let me go to the playlist. So I was looking at the playlist she made. 
honestly, I think the, the song I choose for this one is the one on the back cover, Where'd You Go by Fort Minor. I think mm-hmm. that one is very much truly encompassing, like, all of what she meant to say. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I advocate it. I think it's a solid three stars for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm still at two. Yeah, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. All right, well. But. I think that's it for this that's week. That's it. That's it for this week. Everyone have a lovely week. It have gets better. Week, yeah. It gets better. It gets better, for sure. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We Advocate Steamy Books is a proud podcast of Harper Productions, LLC, and created with the help of Anchor. You can follow us at We Advocate Steamy Books on Instagram and email us at weadvocatesteamybooks at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. We Advocate Steamy Books is a podcast all about reading romance and romancing readers. We are striving to create a safe space for everyone to read, discuss, and enjoy the genre of romance.